um, I am in the process of defining my priesthood. And one of the ministries that I've taken up since I, I came over here is visiting the sick at the hospitals and even at their homes. And um, at the present moment, I'm visiting patients at the Resurrection Hospital and also at Lutheran General. And uh, this is a ministry that is, on, is not only in... Uh, is not only, it's, it's a ministry that I've not just taken up. It's a ministry that I've always been involved with since I was a little boy. My grandmother, she loved visiting the sick. And she would always insist upon all of us that every month we should make sure that we visit two sick people. You had to find them wherever you find them. And luckily for me, there was a hospital close by. And I always used to go there. Some, sometimes I never liked it, but I would go and just stay outside and wait for people coming from the hospital and make sure that I've seen two of them at least. The experience that I'm going to share with you has been um, a very, very enriching experience for me since I came here. Um, I was doing my regular visits, and usually they would give me a list of the uh, patients from my parish, but other times also from other parishes. And when you go into a patient's room, three things happen, or either of these three things happen. Sometimes you walk into a room and the patient is very tired and very sickly and they are asleep. So what do you do? You just walk away. Sometimes you walk into a room the patient is alert, but they tell you they don't need you. Sometimes they do it very, very politely, but sometimes they can also be impolite. But you have to understand, uh, sometimes they are going through difficult times. Other times you walk into a room and it's as if the patient has been waiting for you. You know, it's as if they want to attend to you, they want to talk to you, they want to share with you, and they will welcome you, as, just as if they are welcoming you into their own homes, into their own house. And they want you to share with them, they want you to pray with them, they will even ask whether you have the sacraments, the holy anointing, and, and the Eucharist. So when I walked into this room uh, where Susan was, she was looking tired and sleeping. But when she saw me, she kind of opened her eyes slowly. You know, and I said, Susan, may I come in? This was something that I was taught when I was doing pastoral studies. You have to ask for permission. And I asked, Susan, can I come in? And she just drifted again into her sleep. So I stood there and I wasn't sure. I said, this is not a case where you find somebody asleep. This is not a case where you find somebody saying, go, I don't want to see you, so what do I do? So I stood there for a whole minute, but there was something on the face of this lady that was so attractive. You know, her face was so shiny, and in my spirit I felt, Father, you need not to go, just go in and sit there, which is what I did. So I went and I pulled the seat, the chair, and I sat there for a whole minute, and I said, let me just say three Hail Marys, you know, silently. 
and then walk out, maybe this lady is not, she's, she's tired. But by the time I said the second Hail Mary, she woke up, looked at me, staringly. And then I said, how are you doing, Susan? And I walked close to where she was, and she touched my Roman collar. And she looked at me and she said, you are a priest? I said, yes, I am a priest. And she said, Father, how are you? I said, I'm good, how are you, Susan? And she said, thank you, Father, for coming. You are my angel. Now, of course, I've gone to visit other people and sometimes when they say you are the angel, they probably mean that you are the angel of death. But from the look of this lady, I think she really appreciated my visit. And I spent like a whole minute with her, you know, talking to her. She was talking very little. And then when I said that I wanted to go and I would come some other time, there was something in my heart that felt I should come again. It's very unusual. Sometimes you walk into a room and you just feel drained as a priest. You know, you're just giving away. And you just want to go away. There was something in my spirit that said, Father, you should come back again. So I made my decision. And the following day was actually supposed to be my day off. But I said, I'm going to come again. So when I was walking up out of the room, Susan again said, Goodbye, Father, and see you. So the following morning, um, I went, and luckily I, I, I found some members of her family, and just on the door, I found this lady who turned out to be one of the daughters of, of Susan, and she, she pulled me aside and said, Father, let me tell you something about my mother. In the last few days of her sickness, she has really changed. She has become something that we cannot tell. And I said, and what is this? She said, she has become an angel. And let me tell you one of the signs, you know, they, she never got along with my, my, my husband, so her son-in-law. But during those last days, last because she died the following day, they have been very, very close. And every time we come to visit her, she only asks for him. And they had never talked in years. I said, this is a good thing. And then she said, now I would want you to talk to him and talk to her. So which is what I did. So I went and Susan again, she was kind of half, half conscious. I, I think she was very ill. In fact, she told me that the doctors were just making her comfortable. So she, she was actually uh, going to go to heaven. So I talked to her and I said, uh, Susan, um, there is something that I would want you to do this evening. And she was just nodding and I said, I want you to tell me how many people are here. And she said, that's my son-in-law, that's my daughter, and that's my daughter, and that's you, Father. I said, all right. Now, we are all your family and we are praying for you. Now, I would like to ask you something. And she said, I know you don't want to tell me to go to heaven and pray for you. I said, this is one of the things. When you go to heaven... Pray for the priest, but pray for the family too. And she said, yes, I'm going to pray for my family. And especially I'm going to pray for my son-in-law that she's, she, takes care, she takes care of my daughter and my children. And I said, this is good. 
Then I asked her, Would you like me to anoint you with the holy oil? She said, Yes, Father, but I know I cannot receive the Holy Eucharist, but they can receive on my behalf. Now, the reason I'm sharing this experience with you is because it brought back to me the, 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 the whole idea of a meal. We celebrated, well, I didn't celebrate the Eucharist, but we partook of the Eucharist together. She didn't, but we, but we did. And then I anointed her. And the beauty of it was that this was a family, you know, a family. And the son-in-law actually told me that, Father, you have kind of sealed my reunion with my mother-in-law. And this was a catchphrase for me. You have sealed my reunion with my mother-in-law. And they shook hands. They shook hands. And I blessed them. And it turned out to be one of my most unusual visits because even now I'm not able to describe it. It was not just any hospital visitation. It was something else. This lady was so gracious. She held my hand for a, a whole minute and she was saying Hail Mary. I think she said Hail Mary for about three times. And I could feel the inflow of the grace of God, you know, coming from this person. And I said to myself, you know, at this vulnerable moment, this vulnerable moment, this is the time that God really wants to speak to us, you know. And I see people at the hospitals who don't want to walk into the rooms, even family members. But when somebody has been, you know, kind of declared that they, they might not live any longer, I think there is a concentration of the graces of God, you know, because God, of course God knows that they are taking them away, but I think more than that, God wants to take care of the living, and he wants to tell them something. So by the time I left uh, the, the hospital that day, I, I felt so happy, and I felt reaffirmed in my priesthood and in my faith, and the memories of my grandmother telling us to visit at least one, two sick persons in a month just came back. And I was so grateful because my grandmother was able to lay a foundation in my life that even though at times I struggled, like that particular day, I even did not want to go to visit, you know, the sick. Sometimes I wake up and I feel like, ah, I don't have, you need, you need some more energy to go and visit people who are sick, to talk to them. So that particular day, the first day I went to visit Susan and others, I, I kind of just forced myself. And I've realized, and this is one of the things that my grandmother taught me, when you do something that you really don't feel like you want to do, that's when the grace of God is, to, that's when the grace of God becomes available to you and available to others. So I didn't want to go. But I kind of forced myself, I said, let me just go. In fact, I said, I'm only going to see two patients, and then I head back. I ended up seeing a couple more, but it turned out to be the most important day of my life. Of my life. So, do you please have any questions? That's wonderful. Yeah. Father, um, it's, it, it's pretty clear from your talk of the presence of God behind it, but did you have a uh, a feeling when you were driving home or something of uh, a sense of God's presence? And can you tell us a little bit about that? Every time I'm going to either 
Resurrection Hospital or Lutheran Hospital, sometimes I feel very tired and I feel like I don't want to go. But to tell you the truth, every time I'm dri driving back, that's the time you see me calling people and telling people that I've just come from visiting the sick. Or if I'm not calling, I'm whistling or singing. Which just goes to tell you that I usually go back home a different person. You know, just encountering these people fills me with so much grace. It actually sometimes becomes the basis of my homily and even my relationship with, uh, with other pastoral, pastoral cases here at the parish. So it's, it's really a fulfilling moment for me. I always look forward to go to hospitals, even though at times I, I, I don't feel like I have the energy to. That's it. God bless you. Thank you.